Rafer, it's one of those rare weeks that only happens maybe, I don't know, half a dozen times a year out of 52 weeks. Where all the movies are good? <laughs> No. No? Oh. No, they're, they're, they're not, Rafe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although that is also very rare. I was specifically thinking about a week where most of the movies, or actually I should say all the movies that I saw were led by females. And we also have one additional movie that you saw. But all three that I saw, female leads. That's and, true. And I love that. It's so rare that we see female leads in all the movies. And yeah, makes me so happy. That's and then, true. And then there's that one you saw, which... Well, you're right. So we, the movies that you're talking about, you've got uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez in The Boy Next Door. You've got Jennifer Aniston in Cake. Uh, an animated Evan Rachel Wood in Strange Magic. And then just as an afterthought... Johnny Depp in Mordecai. So that isn't that one doesn't quite fit your your thesis. No, he has got Gwyneth Paltrow with him in there though. That's so true. At least there's like somebody who's female in there. But the movies I saw, all ladies, I freaking love that. Go You're for right, it, ladies. It's so rare that we get to lead the movies. So we're going to talk about all those. Plus, we have some movie therapy this week for all you folks out there who are struggling with your New Year's resolutions. Also, lady oriented. Oh, yes, absolutely. It is lady-oriented. Yes. So um, I thought you were about to say lady something else for a second. What, I, what, did, what would you think that I would be saying? <laughs> like I what? Thought, I thought you said lady-orient for a second. <laughs> and then I had to, like, check my brain for a second. I'm like, yes, the ladies of the Orient out that's there a, also. That's one of the waitresses at Lucky Chang's, I think. <laughs> lady-orient. I've had her. <laughs> I don't think our national listeners even know what Lucky Chang is. <laughs> You're right. It's a, it's a drag queen, a, yes. a drag queen restaurant. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you're in New York, Rafer and I will take you there. Sometime. Sure. We'll totally take you there. All right. We're going to get to all of that stuff. But first, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Kristen Meinzer, culture producer for The Takeaway. And I'm Rafer Guzman, movie critic for Newsday. And this is Movie Day. When, when I told you maybe. All right, Rafer, let's start with something you just love. Singing fairies. Singing fairies. You just are always talking about singing fairies. For kids. Yes. Even better. You love the singing fairies for kids. Yes, this is Strange Magic. Um, This is a new Lucasfilm animation production. I am pretty sure this is the first... Lucasfilm animation uh, movie that has been done outside the Star Wars universe. This is not Clone Wars or anything like that. Uh, this is a story inspired by uh, A Midsummer Night's Dream. It's based on, on a story by George Lucas. Uh, you've got two two kingdoms, the fairy kingdom, where uh, Evan Rachel Wood plays Marianne. She's a princess whose heart has been broken by Roland, the handsome prince of the kingdom. Next door is the dark forest led by the bog king, played by Alan Cumming. Uh, I should say voice of Alan Cumming, of course, and he is trying to crush love. But there's a love potion, like in Midsummer Night's Dream, that's circulating around. There's a little imp who's got a hold of it, and uh, everyone's going to have to venture into the dark forest to try to get that potion. Here's a clip. What if he doesn't like me? What? Snap out of it! Listen, like I always say, don't worry. Maybe he thinks I'm too perky. Bad thing. Or dance funny. Uh, every little thing, uh, it's gonna be alright. Or right. my hair's too poofy. Uh, don't what? you worry. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to mention that this is a 
jukebox musical, essentially. It sure is, yes. And, and, and no, no song is really just by itself. They mash it up with another song. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, what we used to call a medley, and that we now call a mashup. Uh, you've got that. So you might get something like, let's say, uh, Beyonce's Crazy in Love next to an old uh, nugget like I Can't Help Falling in Love. Uh-huh. You might get uh, the Four Seasons Marianne, which might segue into a Bob Marley song. Uh, you know, it's all kind of jumbled up in there. You now, might also want to shoot yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to say that you did not like Strange Magic? Oh, my God. From the get-go, from the very first second you're watching it, it just – I'm so surprised by this. Lucas Films, it looks horrible. It does. It does. It, it it's just, yeah. It, it looks like uh, – Completely like it should be straight to video. Yeah. The first thing I thought was this should be straight to video. And then the characters are so charmless. Everything felt to me as though it was put together in some sort of marketing boardroom where people yelled out things like princesses, singing. Classic rock, rock of ages, Shakespeare. Love potion. Yeah. Yeah. And and I just felt that everybody just yelled out something and they said, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to make a movie out of it. And It'll appeal to everybody, but it actually does the opposite. I, I can't imagine anybody this appeals to. And maybe parents can put this on once it's on tape and or when it's on DVD or whatever. They'll make dinner and put their toddlers in front of it. Or even younger babies who can't move and escape the room. <laughs> Black character who sings the Bob Marley song. Oh God, that was so bothersome. Yeah, that was not. Like, that was not on. great. I really, that I really felt like with George Lucas, I kind of felt like, do you not remember that whole Jar Jar Binks <laughs> thing that, that people gave you a hard time about? Did you just check out during that whole thing? Because I feel like you're, I feel like just you're getting it dangerously right close to doing that again Don't with this. It's that. not that bad, but there is a little something tired about this. Clearly African-Americanized elf who breaks into Three Little Birds and starts saying everything's going to be all right. I just thought, God, don't do that. Okay, so I'm going to have to agree with you. It was just an awful, awful date. Horrible. And here's the and here's my here's my one problem. It's too lovey-dovey, ooey-gooey to appeal to boys. I think there's not enough real kind of romance and or feminism to appeal to girls. It's not like Tangled. It's not like Frozen. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, unless you're an adult with just no taste whatsoever, I think the musical sequences are just going to drive you bonkers. Oh, they they just they wreck Horrible. every single song they get their hands on. I just feel like it's it's really going to displease everyone. It's a terrible <laughs> date. Another <laughs> yet another terrible kids date. One of the worst dates ever. One of the very <laughs> worst dates. Strange kid, magic. Kid or oh, not. I will I will no say I was world. happy to hear it just because I'm a fan of ELO. I was happy to hear Strange Magic by ELO. I love that song, but I didn't want to hear Xanadu it. Xanadu instead. <laughs> just what okay. Xanadu. Good. Okay? All right. A, be- a better choice. A better choice. All right. So let's get to one of your female-led movies, a movie that people are talking about a lot, Cake with and, Jennifer Aniston. And Rafer, I'm so sad that you haven't seen this yet because I think you would really love it. Yeah. And I would be very curious just to hear your perspective as a parent in this movie um, also because... Oh, is there, um, a, is there a parent theme in it? There is a parent theme in it. And uh, I, I just would be very curious about your perspective on it. Now, Jennifer Aniston in this movie is playing somebody who has been severely injured in a car accident. She's got chronic pain. She's scarred. She's on a lot of pain medications. She's suicidal. She's in a support group of some kind. Is that right? She is, yes, led by Felicity Huffman, who I just oh, love. Yes. Love Felic- you know, Transamerica, 
that was such a high point in her career, and we haven't seen enough of her since then, yeah. in my opinion. I love her. Yeah, prescient show as well, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's just, she's just great. So I would say that uh, Jennifer Aniston in this movie is really pushing herself, and not like the good girl. I know a lot of people saw the good girl way back when, like, like 10 years girl. ago, and thought, she's really pushing the boundaries. And I thought... No, she just didn't comb her hair. It's like in a low ponytail instead of a high ponytail. And hmm. she's, yeah, I just thought, no, she's not really pushing the limits. You're she's, tough to please, Kristen. Well, she was just a nice girl who you could talk to still. This one, she's not nice at all. She's very abrasive. She's not good to people. She pushes people away. She uses people. She's not nice. She's really not. But you get an insight into how real her pain is. And that makes her so much more interesting than just a mean character because I don't have a lot of patience just for mean people for the sake of mean. We see a lot of depth to her. Here's a clip. You are more than a little depressed. I didn't have your phone number. You thought I was going to kill myself. Not that that's actually any of my business. I didn't. I'm alive. I see. Ta-da. Good. You're not dead. I don't have to break in, call the police. That's a relief. You know, you just could have said you wanted to come over. Yeah, but what's the fun in that? There's a a suicide that drives the plot. Is that right? Yeah, somebody in Jennifer Aniston's support group uh, kills herself, and Jennifer Aniston becomes quite obsessed with this. And that is a scene of her talking with the widower of the woman who killed herself. And it's a really interesting relationship. And also, she has a very fascinating relationship with her housekeeper, Adriana Barraza is the actor who plays her. And she is, you know, in some ways the Latina housekeeper who has a heart of gold. But she's also more complicated than that. And there are class issues and there hmm. are her own family issues that play in parallel to Jennifer Aniston's family issues. And I just thought she was really well rendered. And I was happy about that because I get really bored with the housekeeper with a heart of gold who's Latina and just get saucy sometimes. She's much more than that. She's much more than that. (laughs) So I had to take my hat off to her that she's a really well rendered character also. And, you know, I cried. Everybody knows I cried. I was about to say, you might not know this, but I cried. Like that's that's high praise coming from you, Kristen. (laughs) I'll be goddamned. She cried. But I was a bawling by the end of this and I wouldn't expect that from a Jennifer Aniston movie I just I I thought she was great the movie was great it's one of the best movies I've seen so far this year I know we're only in January but I've already seen like over a dozen movies and this this is a really good movie so you feel are you now in the camp that feels that she got unjustly snubbed by the Oscars yeah I really think that she should have gotten an Oscar you would say Oscar worthy Absolutely. I would definitely say so. Good date? Great date for cake? Great date. I would say cake is a great date. Definitely see it. Go out there, folks. It's not in every theater out there. It's an indie, but definitely see it, especially those folks out there who, like me, don't think Jennifer Aniston has a lot of range. See this and you'll be really surprised. Here's a movie that's definitely playing in a theater near you. It's Mordecai. Oh, it's boy. the new Johnny <laughs> Depp film. You, Kristen, you haven't even seen it. I haven't even seen it. But you is can't it just say. Me or are these trailers horrible looking? The trailers well... look so bad that I thought I, I'm glad I'm going to miss this screening. Well, let's play. Let's play one of those trailers. Let's play a clip. <laughs> I am Mordecai, Lord of Silverdale. I should like to request a bucket of ice, do not disturb sign, and a bulldozer. Checking in? Yeah, we're checking in. I suspect I may need to redecorate. 
Room 326 overlooks the pool. Do you need help with your bags? No, I do not need help with my bags. I have a bloody manservant. So that's Johnny Depp playing a British art dealer, dandy, rogue, rapscallion, bumbler, dimwit named Lord Charlie Mordecai. Uh, he is also a part-time sleuth because he has connections in the underworld. Uh, he is uh, enlisted for help by an MI5 agent, Alastair Martland, played by Ewan McGregor, who wants him to solve a murder that involves a missing Goya. And, of course, there's even more to that Goya than we know. And you've also got Gwyneth Paltrow as um, Mordecai's stern but loving wife. And a, few, and a good uh, good support cast. Jeff Goldblum shows up. Olivia Munn shows up. Oh, I like both of them. Uh, yeah. Um, and so I think what you've got here, as if you can't tell from uh, the clips, is kind of an Inspector Clouseau, uh, you know, kind of a 70s, 60s era action comedy. The music is a little has a kind of a Austin Powers feel to it. Uh, the score is done by Mark Ronson, uh, Amy Winehouse's producer, the DJ. And um, so I think they're kind of going for that Peter Sellers, you know, the bumbler who always triumphs in the end kind of shtick. Um, and I think this Mordecai character with the, the, the plummy British accent and the absurd handlebar mustache and he's always wearing a kimono or a crazy suit or a robe or something – is supposed to be one of these great Johnny Depp cartoon characters like Jack Sparrow from the Pirates movies or Hunter S. Thompson or, you know, uh, even... Uh, anything that he's done with Exactly. Tim anything, anything he's done with Tim Burton yeah. or Tonto from The Lone oh Ranger, right? Some, he's supposed to be one of these, you know, one of these indelible Johnny Depp creations. And I feel like it, this character is so unfunny and Johnny Depp is so strenuously unfunny and I couldn't really figure out why it was because I kept thinking, why is this character so, you know, with all his outlandish costumery and his crazy accent and his wild gestures, why is that any different from Jack Sparrow or Tonto or any of those? Why, why does this one feel so hollow to me? And I think it's because Johnny Depp just seems to be imitating kind of a Peter Sellers, Terry mm-hmm. Thomas, David Niven type of person. And it's all just – it's all really – it's a lot of mugging and outward projecting and everything is driven for a laugh, but nothing kind of comes from inside the character. There's no heart or soul to this character. And what, we, and what I do, what, you don't know this character and what little you do know about him is kind of unlikable. He's kind of cowardly and, and not very bright and it doesn't make him like a very likable character. Um, and so I just found it to be a total like a horrible, horrible date. I feel like Johnny Depp has just reached like some kind of psychotic peak in his <laughs> overacting career. It's like it's I feel like we're all going to remember this, hopefully, as the as the the day he dropped all this stuff and went back to playing normal people in normal life, perhaps. Oh, God. So but, I, I don't need to see Mordecai. I you know, as I say, I'm sure it's playing in a theater near you. It's oh. a wide release. It's out there everywhere, which is a shame because it is awful. And by the way, it's directed by David Kep who's one of the best screenwriters around. He's the guy who did Jurassic Park, Ooh. Spider-Man, and, and quite literally 8 million other movies that you have seen. Uh, he's a great screenwriter. He directs, and you can tell he's trying to like get in the spirit of things, but the material is so bad. And Johnny Depp, who is in every single scene, just ruins it. And it's, oh. it's really pretty excruciating. So I can't recommend Mordecai, much to your surprise, Kristen. <laughs> What about the boy next door? 
Ah. Starring Jennifer Lopez and her fabulous posterior. Because, yes. You know, if you haven't already seen the trailers for this, there are a lot of gratuitous look. Jennifer Lopez in profile. In undies. In undies. And heels. In heels. Cutting a cake. <laughs> looking out the window just out of the shower. Her bedroom window. <laughs> yes, and Ryan Guzman. No relation. Ryan Guzman, co-star. Really, that's not really you, like your stage name? I'm like, Rafer, Ryan, no, Rafer, Ryan. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> he's, the hun- he's the hunky 19-year-old next door. And we should say Jennifer Lopez's character, Claire, is a high school teacher as yes. well. She's a 40-something mom of a teenage boy, separated from her husband who has um, a bit of a problem with cheating. Yes, he's been cheating. But at the same time that Jennifer Lopez's uh, husband is trying to win her back, the boy next door is also trying to win her heart. Here is a clip. That date was awful. Like that chicken. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't salvage it more, but uh, you did the damage fine. was done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I had you next door. <laughs> what? God, you're beautiful. You know that? So I think uh, it's no spoiler to say that uh, the boy next door and Jennifer Lopez do have a little tete-a-tete. Mm, yes, they do. And it's On a not, dark and stormy night. And, 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 and it's not um, PG. It's very rated no, R. No, it's R. This, it's is an, this is an R-rated rated R yep. sort of, yeah. There's, there's hands going places. Yeah. There are, oh, yeah. There, there are a lot of things happening where... I remember thinking, I was like, that 19-year-old guy knows what he's doing. I thought so, too. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember 19-year-olds knowing. Whoa. I didn't, that learn that. I didn't learn that until just a couple years ago. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah, they really they they go for it. Yes, there's, there's all the a way. Lot of, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of squeezing and loving in yes. that scene. Man, so he, yeah, he there knows is how to uh, use his hands. There is that, and then of course, <laughs> in true Fatal Attraction style, he develops an obsession with her, and Ken will not be denied. No, he won't. He won't be denied. And no. I, I have to just point out in this movie, Kristen Chenoweth is the best friend, yep. the vice principal of the school where Jennifer. Lopez teaches, and, you know, I think she's a scene stealer. She, she is. <laughs> she's just so ridiculous. She's so Kristen Chenoweth. Yes. And uh, Vicky, the vice principal. Vicky. Yeah. The spunky vice principal. That's right. Yeah. So she she adds a little something to the movie also. She's really fun in the movie. But. Now, what did you think of, uh, of Jennifer Lopez uh, in this film, Kristen? Well, she looks terrific. Looks fantastic. Oh, my gosh. How old is she now? Like 45, 47? God, something like she, that? Somewhere in there. Ugh. My God, she looks good. She yep. looks so good. And um, if if you just want to see a lot of beautiful Jennifer Lopez, she's great at being beautiful in this. Also, it you know, one of my criticisms of Jennifer Lopez in the past, and I love her. I've always been a J-Lo fan. But one of my criticisms is in a lot of her movies, she just whispers every line. Oh, does she? <laughs> I she's hadn't a, noticed. She's a whisper talker. Hmm. I'm, I'm your next door neighbor. Well, but in this a... movie, she doesn't whisper. And I was so happy about that because I get really tired of the Jennifer Lopez whisper. So you feel like she's got a little more spine. Yeah, in this it just feels that she has more spine. Like you saw Made in Manhattan, right? Yeah. You saw, you saw the yeah. wedding planner. You saw, you know, she was yeah. in a whole bunch of movies at one point. The, yeah. The dancing movie with Richard Gere. Yeah. You know. That was kind of her Jennifer Aniston phase. Oh, oh, yes. Right in a way. I mean, but uh, okay. Well, I, I here's what I'm surprised about. I haven't heard you say a word about Ryan Guzman. Okay, he is delicious. He's just There's all like over one. the screen, man. He's all over the screen. He looks so good. He does not look 19 to me. Uh, well, no. He's playing a 19-year-old, but I, I thought when the, early on he says, well, 
I'm going to be 20 soon. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, no, you're going to be 30 soon. Yeah, you're going to be 30, you're gonna, dude. You're going to be 30 soon. And then I when... saw you would step up all in. <laughs> that was at least a couple years ago. Yeah. And, and then when he breaks out his skills, I'm like, oh, yeah, you are going to be 30 soon. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to be 20 soon. <laughs> yeah, he's got a great body. I, I, lo- I love when he, uh, he when, when you first see him. This, this is, this is a, a, a classic example of, you know, in, in movies, whenever there's a, a, a bombshell, um, you know, the first thing you see is just boobs, right? There's always, mm-hmm. a, whenever, there's, whenever the hottie girl character is introduced, she's introduced as a pair of boobs. Ryan Guzman's character, Noah, is introduced as a bicep. It's the oh, the yes. first thing you see is his is his bicep catching the garage door of her that's about to slam on her. Yes. This big giant giant bicep. I thought that's excellent. I'm that, so glad they did like, that. This is fantastic. And then <laughs> and then when he and J Lo get it on, yeah. One of the first things he does when he's on top of her is he grabs her hands, yes, and puts them on his six pack. Yes, <laughs> I do that all the time, and it never gets the same reaction that Jennifer Lopez has. <laughs> Grab Jennifer Lopez's hands. Just put them on your stomach. What do you think of that? Huh? Mm, yeah, never, it never works for me. That was pretty great. That, yeah, that was, that good, was pretty great. That was, that was pretty stuff. great. Yeah. Uh, so you know, overall, I have to say, this was a pretty good date. Oh, I thought it was so fun. It's super trashy. Super trashy. His level of obsession is just ridiculous, <laughs> hilarious, funny, and it's just so over the top. And you know, again, I know we keep going back to how sexy he is, how sexy she is, how sexy the sex scene, but. They get a lot of mileage out of that. There's always a, like flashbacks to those scenes. There's it's a payoff moment, man. It's a payoff moment, yeah. that sex scene. Even though it comes early, it's a payoff moment. Oh, Definitely. yeah, over and over and over again. It yeah. won't let you forget about the sex. I, do, I think the one thing I will say about this film is that I sort of object to is the movie. Uh, it's written by a woman, Barbara Curry, um, a kind of a new screenwriter. This might be her first film. But the movie builds in a lot of excuses for Claire. Did you notice that? First of all, Ryan's, uh, Ryan Guzman is not actually her student yet because school's not really in session, so she hasn't really crossed that line. He's not a minor. He's 19, just about to be 20, so she hasn't crossed that line. Her husband's cheating, so she's got that excuse. And I, I kind of felt like, you know, let's get, if, if we're going to go for some bad behavior, let's, let's cross a few more lines here. Do you know what I mean? Why are, you, why are we building in so many excuses for Claire, right? Like, you know, like Michael Douglas in Fatal Attraction, he just had no excuse. He just went out and had a fling, right? So, oh, yeah. I feel like that was a little bit a little bit toothless on the film's part. And there's no the film is good. There's some good shocker moments. There's nothing like the boiling rabbit. There's nothing there that, is no boiling rabbit. I thought nothing, about that too. You know what I mean? You're kinda waiting for the boiling rabbit moment. That never quite comes. But I agree with you. I just thought the movie was a hoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had a pretty fun time well, in it. I highly recommend Boy Next Door. Good date. Good trashy date. Good trashy date. <laughs> Who doesn't like one of those? <laughs> well stay with us because after the break going to do a little bit of movie therapy administer a prescription that we think a lot of you will be able to benefit from stay with us i'm ray for guzman and i'm kristen meinzer and this is movie date And we want to remind you that you can always join us. Be a part of the conversation at Facebook.com slash MovieDatePodcast. And, you know, this week we have a lot of female-led movies, which makes me so happy. But uh, I also want to point out that on our Facebook page right now, we have a list of top 10 female directors at the top of their game right now. Movies you can see that are still in the theaters or fresh out on DVD. So definitely 
go to the Facebook page, check out that list, and always just feel free to go onto Facebook to weigh in, to complain to us, to ask us questions, and uh, especially movie therapy questions. What seems to be the trouble? Can I confess something? I'm just trying to tell you about my feelings. He's been depressed. Help! So what do we have this week, Rafer? This week's movie therapy question comes from Adrienne McGillis. She wrote into our Facebook page. She says, so end of January is when people, like me, start to lose momentum on our New Year's resolutions, and sometimes we all need a little inspiration. And like many, I need to lose weight. Can you recommend movies that would be inspiring to get our butts back off the couch and out the door and into the gym? I've been doing great, going to swim laps regularly, but can't get up the motivation to clean out the kitchen and kickstart a healthy eating routine. For some reason, that Queen Latifah movie, Last Holiday, your favorite, Kristen. Oh, I love that movie. Always leaves me feeling energized. I feel almost embarrassed admitting that. Don't, em- it- don't be embarrassed, Adrian. <laughs> Do not be embarrassed. Adrian says she knows that it's not exactly great cinema. No, but it is. <laughs> but she says she loves it all the same. Oh, so good. And she ends with this question. Can you recommend movies where a character takes action to positively improve their life? Oh, so many. Kristen? So many. What and do you prescribe, Dr. Mainza? You know what? Let's let's choose ones where not only is the character positively changing their life, but female characters. Let's do yes. some females, shall we? Let's. So one of my favorites in this arena is Bend It Like Beckham. I just love this movie. And, you know, a lot of people You know prescribe it. that like aspirin. I do, but it's good for everything. Every kind of ailment you can imagine, Bend It Like Beckham is good for. And, you know, what? I do also recommend... Uh, last holiday. <laughs> I think I prescribed that like maybe to half a dozen of our patients so far. I just, yeah, it's so good. So we have this character. Her name is Jessie, played by Perminder Nagra. I'm, I'm totally mispronouncing her name. And she is with a first generation Indian family in London. And her family, you know, they have certain ideas of what girls should and shouldn't do. They should get married to a nice boy. They should wear pretty clothes. They should focus on being feminine. And in England, unlike in the States where soccer is kind of like equal opportunity, everybody plays, in England it's very much a butch sport. It's very much a boys sport. Or in the movie they even imply it's for lesbians. Uh Um, But our character, she just loves to play soccer so much. And another gal who's on a real team, like a competitive team, played by Kira Knightley, her character's name is Jules, says, you should play with our team. You look really good out there. You should totally play with us. And she gradually comes out of her shell. She kind of breaks off the shackles of the family's expectations. She trains. There's great training montages, lots of montages of the girls playing soccer, of them kicking, of her getting stronger and getting better, going out and actually uh, playing against other teams, not even in her own city, but going on tour with her team. And it's just really fun, super enjoyable, great to see somebody break out of their shell, stay motivated, do things that they're not used to and that they've been discouraged from doing. I highly recommend this. Just as, It gives you that same kind of feeling as last holiday. Afterward, you're just smiling and happy. Jesse Putta, now that your sister has got engaged, it's different. You know how people talk. She's the one getting married, not me. I was married at your age. You don't even want to learn how to cook dal. Anyway, I'm not playing with boys anymore. Good. Gal khatam. End of matter. I'm joining a girls team. Huh? They want me to play in proper matches. The coach said I could go far. Go far? Go far to where? All right. Uh, I think that's a good recommendation. And here is another one. Uh, Another female-oriented film that Kristen and I both loved, which is Whip It. Oh, so good. Starring Ellen Page. She plays uh, 
kind of a disaffected, aimless teen, uh, stumbles across a roller derby match and becomes kind of enamored with the idea of playing roller derby. Not the kind of thing she would normally do. It looks pretty rough. A lot of girls beating each other up. But something about it appeals to her. It's got a great cast. Uh, Juliette Lewis, Drew Barrymore, who also directed. Uh, Kristen Wiig is in it. Marsha Gay Harden plays uh, Ellen Page's mom. Here's a clip. Looking good, Barbie. 41. We're going to improve on that. 39. 32. Not bad. 29. Let's go. 23. Looks like you've got some competition. Yeah, yeah. Wake me when she learns how to throw a hit. Or take one. And this is a really great movie, I feel like, because it is it is just about going out sort of, again, outside your comfort zone, trying something you would never do, and you having to have the determination, the willpower, the motivation to keep going back to that rink, getting your face smashed in, getting <laughs> thrown over the rails over and over and over, having the other team taunt you and call you names, and yet you, you do it, you show up, and you give it your best. So... There's two inspirational so movies for you. Both of them. And, and can I just note here, both Whip It and Bend It Like Beckham, neither of them are about being obsessed with your weight or trying to have the ultimate body right. either. They're just about using your body joyously, being happy, being fit, being out there. Because the last thing Rafer and I want to do is do any body shaming with anyone out there or say yeah. you have to lose weight or we want to make you watch movies where somebody loses 800 pounds. We don't care about that. We want you to feel happy and confident, Adrian, and to use your body and to be happy in the new year and be healthy. That's how I got my six pack. <laughs> okay, Kristen, <laughs> let's, let's move on to trivia. We love trivia. So last week, what was our last week's question, Rafer? Well, we were talking about Paddington, uh, the animated film about the little bear called Paddington who was found in Paddington Station. And that made us think about other bear movies. We played this clip. These bears can bite. They can kill. And if I am weak, I go down. I love them with all my heart. I will protect them. I will die for them. But I will not die at their claws and paws. I will fight. I will be strong. I'll be one of them. I will be the master. We asked you to tell us what this movie was, and my goodness, have we ever gotten so many right answers? Yeah, we got a ton. People oh love people love this little gosh. fuzzy wuzzy bear movie we chose. <laughs> Here's the right answer. Hi guys, this is Mary from Weehawken. I think the movie is Grizzly Men. Um, I have a particular interest in this because my daughter was the star of Grizzly the Musical, a production at Brown University about five years ago, um, she had them remove it from YouTube because I kept sending the link to family members. So Grizzly is kind of a sore subject in our house. Okay, thank you. Love the show. Bye. I did not know that there was a, a Grizzly Man musical. Oh, my gosh. Why is there not a Grizzly? You know what? Get Mary, the, get your get your video back up there on YouTube. So get Rafer that and I back up it. on YouTube. We will totally post that. We would totally post oh, that on yeah. the page. I think right? all the movie daters would love to see it, Mary. Put that back up there and let us know when it's back up there. And your daughter doesn't have to know. Nah. No, what is it? Only like 200,000 movie date listeners yeah. will see it. Yeah. Nobody will know. That's Nobody fine. Will She'll know. never find out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kristen, what's, what's this week's trivia? So this week, in honor of the boy next door and older women with younger men getting it on, we're going to play this clip and ask you to tell us what the movie is. Here it is. Here I am again. 
Want to dance? How? Your eyes are amazing, you know that? You should never shut them, not even at night. I think this is a mistake. There's no such thing as a mistake. There's what you do and what you don't do. Oh, that's a good one. Mm, get it on. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, every week we can only randomly select one answer from the pool that comes in, and we want your answer to be in that pool. So give us a call at 5717movies. Or you can visit us at facebook.com slash moviedatepodcast. night.